Hello, 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 and welcome to a, another edition of the Lunchtime Chats. Welcome. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina, and I am a consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us starseeds, wayshowers, and new paradigm visionaries. See, we have capacities and um, abilities that are not embraced by our larger human family, and therefore we have very unique perspectives to the kinds of uh, changes and chaos that's unfolding in the world today. So I'm here to do to the best of my ability to provide a liberated perspective to these pieces, to these challenges that we face. So welcome everybody, come on board. Go ahead, say hi, let me know that you're here. I'm not sure if my chat thing is working. Um, so I'll find out if nobody puts in a chat so I'll know it's not working. <laughs> okay, so boy, so the energy is a doozy, isn't it? This past week, since last week, holy moly, is it amazing. Amazing, intense, powerful, and yet transformative if we are able to bring it to that level. Hello, dear sister Beverly. Good to see you. Hey, Tasha. Oh, yeah, good to catch you. Oh, nice, Florida. Very good. Hope you enjoy your vacation. I, too, am back in the States for a um, for a period of time. Uh, still, well, I have some more Matrix stuff to clean up. <laughs> and then I'll be back <clears throat> to, my, um, to my place down south. So the energies, those energies. Um, well, before I dive into that, I want to check in with you guys. Hey, Tony. What'd you guys think about the October 4th thing and the, uh, and the 5G thing? What, 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 you guys, um, what did you guys experience when that test went on? Um, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys experienced because uh, I, was, I, I had, an interesting, had an interesting thing come forward. I was in a meeting with a friend over Zoom when this thing, um, when this thing happened. And uh, what we noticed was, uh, you know, the 5G fields everywhere became highly supercharged and, um, and that there was a nervous system response. There, was, there were things happening in the body when these, when these fields became highly activated. Now, I don't know if I'd go as far to say as V2K tech, but um, I know that um, 5G does create sub-realities, and I've talked about this several years ago, and it felt like that really got um, activated big time. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, and so what I want to say about this is that, you know, our bios, our bio suits are highly sophisticated interdimensional apparatuses. Okay, they're highly sophisticated, and our nervous system is way more sensitive than we realize. And um, you know, the control systems that've been in place for a long, long time used, uh, you know, the the nervous system response to to reinforce things, to reinforce pain, trauma, emotional anguish, you know, all this stuff. So. We know these feelings very well. We know these frequencies very, very well. And what's happening on a natural cycle level, or I should say on a um, solar cycle level and a lunar cycle level, 
all these um, many of these deeply embedded held patterns that we've um, been uh, living through from generation to generation, you know, inherited stuff, these patterns are coming up fast and hard to the surface. And, um, and with that comes a certain nervous system response because a lot of these patterns that we've been deeply entrenched in generation after generation, right? Um, it has to do with trauma, it has to do with um, shock and you know, really intense feelings that, um, that tweak our nervous system. I'm tying this in the 5G thing, I promise. And uh, so on the solar lunar cycle level, all this is being brought to the surface, light is being shined on it and we are being uh, challenged, we are being called to alchemize and release and let go what we can, claim what's ours, take, take accountability for what's ours and then move the rest of it through our system, okay? And this activation that happened with that 5G thing seemed to, um, you know, it activated those 5G fields and it also activated the nervous system as if it is going through or having a memory of or a pattern of, <laughs> you know, those um, past experiences. So I'm bringing that to you guys so it can make a little sense on why these patterns, these energies are a lot harder than normal than usual than they have been in the past to work through. It takes a lot more focus. It really takes a doubling down on doing the work, doing our personal work. And our personal work is claiming, owning the lens of how is all of this happening for me? What is my ancestors? What are my, is my spirit? What is the all that is inside of me? showing me with all this stuff, with all these family patterns, with all these traumas, whatever. There's a reason why you're being made aware of it. And that is so you can heal it, so you can hold it, so you can acknowledge it, so you can have it. And once you do that, it can move very, very freely. Now, I went a lot deeper into this last month in that, um, in another chat where I talked about turning how the secret of turning pain into seeds of power. And uh, so I won't go over that whole thing because, well, that took me a whole hour to get out, <laughs> to get down or um, to get out to you guys. So I won't recap that necessarily. I just want to touch on that so you guys can maybe go back to that if you feel called, um, because I talk about the secret of how to really transform these things within yourself. And once you do that, that you, you are doing your part of resolving the, the, um, the family inherited um, traumas, programs, belief systems, stuff like this, things that are um, painful and injury to the soul. You know, we're healing those things for our family. We're healing those things for our collective because we can, we have those capacities. So this activation of that field, you know, just hit the nervous system in such a way where it's very close in frequency and experience to these family patterns and these other kinds of inertias that are up in our face right now to alchemize. So wonderful. Okay. There's a bunch of, a uh, bunch of comments. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read through those and then, uh, I will, um, 
I will keep going. Oh, and the other thing I want to point out before those comments is that, you know, the activation of these things is actually a very risky thing to do for the controller, so to speak, the energy, the consciousness of that, because every time they do some level of shenanigans like this, it wakes more people up even more. <laughs> okay, so people are waking up really fast, and those who are already awake, it wakes them up even more. They're just accelerating the, the waking up process. Um, that's my observation. All right, so let's get back to, oh yeah, during your time in the matrix. Thank you, Tasha. All right, we are in the, all right, so she left the aquarium ahead and completely forgot. I felt this, so she's talking about yesterday on, uh, on the day. Um, we were in the aquarium and had completely forgot. I felt a sense of panic and it took intense concentration to calm my nervous system. Aha. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you for that. Dear sister Tony says, um, I was laying on the ground out back and stayed very relaxed. Oh, good call, darling. Yeah, stay connected to the earth. And this is true with all all of these pieces is stay connected with the rhythms of the earth. Stay connected with the electrical charge of nature. Okay, so um, this is a great alchemical elixir for all of us, regardless of what it is exactly that we're going through, the details of it, whether it be technical or not. Okay. All right. Uh, good for you, Tony. Thank you. Hey, Spirit Found Neo. Welcome, welcome. All right. To uh, Tony comes back to say, but the days before I started to have a cry attack for no reason. So then I got pissed and I started talking to whatever was there and said I have enough things in my life happening to to make me whoops I think there's whoops to make me cry I don't need you pushing that on me you should be ashamed of yourself lol <laughs> okay oh wow there's a lot to unpack with that darling there's a lot to unpack with that um thank you thank you so much for sharing that all right, Tasha goes on to say, I noticed that the Wi-Fi at our rental switched to 5G signal. I found that curious. Okay, yeah, good morning, Felicia. Good, good morning. All right, so, so just some of the rundowns of the experiences. Um, if you guys are just joining in, I'm asking people to share their experience of yesterday with the um, 5G activation thing. Um, so, yeah, all right, what was I... See, this is the this is the thing about those deep emotional patterns is that when these emotional intensities come up and we feel out of control with them, it's very easy to to feel victim or or, or to want to push it away, you know. Um, something to keep in mind about crying and emotions moving that when we are crying and our emotions are moving, our body actually does go into a parasympathetic nervous response. So it does go into a rest, digest, healing response. And our ego driver and other aspects of ourselves may not like that experience at all, um, let alone the, the kinds of emotions that are coming that we're crying about, right? We might not like that, but it is important to give our bio suit the space to have that now there are things that we could do to mitigate and give our our, our bio suits the space to have those energies before it turns into a a, a, a an inferno or a um you know a big wall a tsunami of emotion 
And that is through the ancient, ancient practice of shaking. Um, matter of fact, you guys ever hear of the shakers? Not the, not the Quakers, but yeah, the Quakers and the shakers use shaking as part of their, their process, which is an interesting little trivia for old um, traditional Christian <laughs> practices. <laughs> I just know that because there's a really, uh, it, where I lived in Ohio for many years, there was a large Quaker population there. And I came, I came across Quakers every so often. Anyway, <clears throat> so to help our biosuit process these energies, because they're coming up whether we want them to or not. They're coming up whether we like it or not. We are really along for the ride at this point with letting these energies move through, move through, move through, move through. So um, the shaking, it's actually really easy. It's just, you know, you start off shaking your body, taking some deep belly breaths and you shake your shoulders and you get your whole body shaking and play some and you put put on some good music, some music that helps you keep motivated and you're shaking and you shake for for five, 10 minutes. Now, um, you, you may get out of breath and you may need to relax, you know, really give yourself some time afterwards, but that will effectively help your body move all of this energy that's passing that's moving through it, you know, all this, I mean, imagine all the accumulated stuff from our ancestors that's still alive in our body, our family patterns, our societal patterns. I mean, this, there's so much light coming to this planet right now and it's illuminating all of that inside of us. <laughs> so ready or not, <laughs> here it is. Okay, ready or not, here it is. And, and, you know, we do our best, we do our best, right? And, and that's all that we really can do is our best. So, so, um, so that's, that's the piece I want to weave in here with that, that part that Tony was talking about. The self-talk when we go in is, you know, forgiveness. I see you. I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me. You know, um, acknowledging the parts of us that are in pain because we've experienced these patterns. That's, that's the big healing piece. That's the big inside talk to do is, is bring love and forgiveness to those parts of you that, you know, are still in the experience of pain, of abandonment, of heartache, of fear, you know, and we have all the tools we need to mitigate all this. We have all the tools we need to mitigate all this, okay? Whether it be technological or, or on the um, celestial, solar, lunar um, levels, okay? All right. All right, dear sister, Tony goes on to say, I'm very thankful for your story about the gray. Whether, ah, whether that was what was going on or not, it was, my, it was not my energy. Thank you for the reminder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. See, we do have these choices. It's interesting. I feel like I'm being reminded of a, a video someone um, posted and asked me to watch. And um, I can't remember his name. What was his name? Handsome, bald guy, spiritual teacher, Harris. Uh, Ed Harris, I think that might be his name. And uh, he uh, talked a lot about this month specifically about transformative grief and what that is. And 
there's a lot of wisdom and I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but uh, what I did watch was a lot of wisdom in what he was sharing. And, and, you know, there, the collective as a whole is learning how to be transformed by their grief. And the, and the reason why I'm tying this in now is because these different technologies that are used or different tactics that are used to trigger us into downward spirals become less and less effective when we are adept at transformative grief. When we can step into that and lean into it hard, we become unshakable inside. Some parts of us become unshakable inside. And these different tactics that are used to trigger and control don't work don't work anymore. So this is the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> of this, you know, it's just, it's collective and it's massive. We have lots and lots of help. Of course, we have lots of help. And this is all unfolding for us to wake up to the truth of who we are. You know, I think many of us, myself included, are a little surprised to know that there's so much still, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so much still inside that um, holds on to pain, you know? Um, we, we, it's so interesting, this, this time of life when you, when you're, you know, past the point of making a family and you're in, in the, the adulthood of the family, it's like, you get to see the, the fruits and the failings, you know, you get to see all, you know, the parent journey doesn't end when they grow up and become adults. It just actually becomes more intense and more sophisticated and, um, yeah, and it's it's a it's a journey that keeps going, keeps giving, and this is um, a, a beautiful thing too because this is where we also get to see, watch our children rise and make these amazing choices and become step into the people they're really going to be, you know. So that part is really really great. All right, sorry I digress there. Thank you, darling. Um, Harold, um, Harold of the City of Light? Question mark learning to build my field so I can welcome them in. Not at all pleasant sensations recently. Sensations of two incidents of heavy sheets of energy lifting off, I cried. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, yeah. So this is about the, um, about that thing on yesterday. Yeah, but we, we, we have this, guys, we do. We just need to keep moving forward. And, and this is, you know, how it is in, with our community and light body. All of us have been doing the work and dedicated to for for you know most of our lives, and there's we can't imagine a life not doing <laughs> our work, you know, without doing our personal work. We can't imagine a life not doing it, you know. So this is you know we get to just take this all in stride, get take it all in stride. Um, there was a question that was, oh, okay. So I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to shift gears. This was, this is all good. If there's more things that you guys want to put out about this, about these um, pieces, you're welcome to. Um, I'll revisit. But I want to start weaving in a, a different frequency here. And this is the frequency of Merlin and the Emerald Order. Merlin and the Emerald Order. So all these nesting dolls come together to create our here now experience. So even these patterns, these ancestral patterns, these pains, this technical stuff, all of it, this is all in existence in these outer nesting dolls before we get to have the experience 
in the here and now. And I say outer nesting dolls, but really they're inner nesting dolls. It's just that, you know, as within, so without, right? They are, they are a reflection of each other. So, <clears throat> so when these things are happening on the outside, it starts off in the unseen realms before it comes here. And there are nesting dolls of consciousness that are profound creator consciousness. And there are vast councils of beings, vast councils of beings that have the responsibility or perhaps have a personification that we see as personification as certain archetypal levels of being. So, um, for example, we have the God realms, um, you know, the realms where the different uh, beings that maybe we call them Anunnaki, where the different beings of the Vedas, the different Bodhisattvas, the different ascended masters, you know, all these different realms, um, beings, consciousness that people work with are what maybe we would call the God realms. Now the Anunnaki are a different nesting doll than these other higher echelons I'm talking about because um, they are specifically keepers of that 4D field of the health of our collective consciousness, okay? So don't throw the baby out the bathwater. They're not all in the agenda, you know, but, you know, there was a, there was a, let's say a veil put in the, in, in the layers of that nesting doll that inverts and reverses things. So we are very often experienced distorted, reversed, expressions of these creator consciousness energies for lots of reasons <clears throat> but i, I want i really want to bring forward i want to decode this energy that we're in right now so i can bring forward that the truth of the of merlin and the emerald or, order and give it words and understanding because this nesting doll of consciousness this collective field of consciousness has had a major breakthrough and opening and has a mat has had a massive upgrade and it's in its accessibility by us on in this realm on this planet so <clears throat> i'm having a, a i'm having a i need a minute a minute to orientate to the way into decode here <laughs> okay so you guys know about the stories of Merlin in the um, King Arthur and Guinevere and the Knights of the Round Table, okay? This story, this myth doesn't go away because it is telling us a very important truth that is a cellular memory. It's a memory within our elemental realm, within our cellular realms, within our DNA realms, okay? It's in our cellular records. And they get handed on generation to generation to generation. Many things get buried, especially when you rely to a lot, then these records get buried and we don't have access to it. But the ones that are deep truths that cannot be buried, it's because it's energy that is alive. Okay, it's energy that is alive. And that's why the story of Atlantis will never go away. The story of the fall of Atlantis is something that is deep and buried in our history. And we all know on a deep cellular DNA level we have trauma from that still to this day. Barbara Hamcloud did a wonderful study called the, um, a, um, a book called Castrophobia. She lays it all out very, very clearly about 
the proof of the existence and the overall impact on a deep subconscious collective level for humanity. So I won't go into that part. That's that part's been very well decoded. Um, but this this story of King Arthur and Guinevere is something that has been repeated over and over again and embellished upon in many ways. And the distortions, you know, help keep it buried in our cellular memory. But as we come into a time where there's more and more truth sayers that are able to do the research and, and share all the different kinds, the energies of the different kinds of accounts of that court, it starts to activate people and it starts to, it starts to get us in touch with our loss and our grief with the severance of our divine, the severance and the possibility of the reunion of divine masculine and divine feminine. Okay. The King Arthur story is actually a continuation of a much older story of the time of Mary Magdalene and um, Mother Mary and her mother, Saint Anna. So this is a uh, sisterhood of sacred feminine force that you know did what they everything they had to do to um, exist in this realm and the story of king arthur and guinevere is the last story we have in our collective field of the potential of a divine union happening again in this realm and merlin Merlin was a progenitor of that. He was a facilitator of that union. Attempted. Okay. Now, it was infiltrated in a lot of different ways, and it didn't successfully happen, according to the lore. But the energies of that divine masculine and divine feminine simply went dormant. It did not end. It just went dormant, went to sleep, so to speak. The divine masculine in its full expression in a DNA form on this planet simply went to sleep. And the divine feminine went on. Okay. I don't I don't know about fully asleep, because I don't think the divine feminine can go fully asleep, but there is definitely a stasis of some sort. And with that, in the story of Merlin, of King Arthur and Guinevere, Merlin also got put in stasis. Okay, Merlin also, the consciousness, the facilitator, the cosmic facilitator to re, to bring reunion and divine masculine and feminine went into stasis. This is that story of Morgana imprisoning him in a crystal. Now there is South American lore that talks about a wizard bringing a sacred child to South America, okay? And his name was Wotan, and he was a fully realized awakened being. Now that is in the lore in, uh, in many of the South American indigenous stories. They didn't call him a wizard, but in the way they describe the being sounds like a wizard, <laughs> okay? So, um, <clears throat> and that is because this is where, this is where that consciousness could exist was in, in South America, where the, um, 
where the living libraries or cosmic reality was still thriving within the DNA, the DNA dances of humanity at that time. So in the realm of the Northern Hemisphere, the North, North um, Eastern Hemisphere there, it was not possible. And there was a great heartbreak. And this is relevant because many, many, many populations of the Northern, of North American populations are, are European descent. So, so we all carry that DNA memory whether it's buried or not, doesn't matter. Now, if th this is why when you have people come from indigenous backgrounds, they have a very different resonance to, they have the, a different dance going on to the divine masculine, divine feminine. So the Merlin consciousness, though we have different regions of the earth that have different expressions, the Merlin consciousness is the common thread that weaves through them all, okay? And this is in direct connection to what some might call the Emerald Order. And the Emerald Order has been talked about by many, many different um, beings and channels and stuff like that. Um, a lot of star seeds that I see um, in YouTube, a handful of them anyway, also refer to this in their own terminology, the Emerald Dragon. Um, sacred, um, the Emerald Covenant, the, you know, this, but the main piece there is the frequency of Emerald and what that is. Okay. When you go into these outer slash inner nesting dolls, Emerald is a template of a cosmic creator consciousness. And this is why some might call it Emerald Dragon. Okay. Because it is a cosmic creator consciousness. And the emerald frequency is the template through which that consciousness expresses itself. Yes. So many intuitives out there, I'm sure you guys are probably a part of that, have been getting downloads about emerald frequencies for, for years now. I wouldn't doubt this because that, that level of consciousness is, is waking up inside of us and we're beginning to, be, to have access to it. Now, being a Merlin, um, this is, the, 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 it means many different things, okay? Um, I'm going to back up a little bit. So the Merlin consciousness and our ability to access it back in antiquity um, became hindered. And when we tapped into Merlin consciousness, it was, it had distortions. Okay. Just like when we tap into different ascended master consciousnesses within us, there's distortions. Um, now it's because that's the date, the state of our DNA dance. It's the state of the level of quantum that we're able to embody to activate our DNA dance. Okay. So that Merlin story with Guinevere and King Arthur, is showing us that disconnection, is showing us the, 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 the hindrance to the full realization of that consciousness. Had that been a fully activated, empowered Merlin, he would have successfully been able to facilitate that union and a divine offspring successfully because his, that energy consciousness would have been met, okay? Now, 
Marguerite Rigoglioso does amazing work recounting all the different stories of Guinevere and the shenanigans and the sacred sisterhood and all these indications of sacred sex rites and stuff like this, which, which is the intentional um, conception of a realized being or a high frequency being or a particular kind of frequency of soul spirit. So you guys want to dive into that. She has this um, whole series of stuff on Guinevere that's really interesting. <clears throat> but in this context, what's happening is that we are way showers. We are, we haven't, we're encoded for particular purposes. You have your purpose. I have my purpose. They may overlap here and there, and they will definitely support each other in a collective level because it's going to the same end, the same direction, which is to wake up to who we really are. I know it's difficult to tie this all in together. I'm doing my best here. So when, say, so, all right, let me back up to when people are told they're royalty, okay? When you go into these outer nesting doll cosmic levels and you're told that you're royal or you're given a crown or you're given some sort of um, initiation into something that gives you a crown, a scepter or, or anything like this, it's not the kind of royalty where that you are now in charge, you have reign over all these people or all these beings or anything like that. What it means is that you are given the authority to reign over thy thyself. Okay. As in you are given all the frequency, the consciousness, the inner authority to create yourself, to dream yourself into being. Okay. It is a sacred connection between self. Okay. And your bio suit, your bio suit is a sacred vessel. And when you get these things, when you get these initiations on these cosmic levels, that's what it's acknowledging. So many people wake up to being fairy queens, fairy kings, stuff like this. That means that you have the capacity inside. There's a level of consciousness now awake inside of you that has, um, say, sacred reign of your elemental nature. Okay. This is hard to, to comprehend because the royalty model has been really messed up in our minds, what we think it is and how we relate to it. So it's talking about you have a particular bandwidth of consciousness and activated consciousness templates within you, alive and growing and integrating in your DNA dance. Okay. That's what that means. So when someone's queen of the dragons, okay, that means that they are, they are getting initiated into authority of their, of their own dragon natures, which are these outer nesting dolls of cosmic forces. They're getting in touch with that. So for example, I'm, I'm a sacred pillar holder. Now, does it mean that other people can't reach this kind of consciousness? No, but my particular life was engineered to make sure that I woke up to this particular pillar of consciousness that connects these different cosmic aspects to the human existence. Okay. I um, have a very unique journey in how I've gotten to be that I, the way I am. And I'm sure you guys have your very unique journey to where you are. 
and what's really important about this is that you know we there it's important that we have certain skills we have certain abilities in order for us to fulfill our purpose on a spiritual level so for me i need to trust myself i need to be my own sacred authority and because of that, I'm like, I'm not allowed to watch all these videos that you guys get to watch on YouTube of people sharing stuff, you know, not that, I mean, I try, people will send stuff to me and I'll start listening, but my guides at one point, they'll just completely either, you know, distract me so I don't hear it or, you know, the stuff will freeze, you know, it just doesn't let me happen. It doesn't let it happen. Um, same thing with reading certain materials. It's like, I can't, they won't, they don't let me do that because it will, it will, cause me if i when i come to the realization inside myself it'll cause me to defer to that outer source of knowledge you know acknowledging it that i learned it this way versus acknowledging that i learned it this way and i learned to trust it because i learned it this way versus learning to trust it because i learned it that way you see what i mean okay so you guys have your own unique pieces that have to be in place in order for you to fulfill your role okay for some people, it's like I said, to to um, become these different holders, skull keepers. You know, I hold, I hold, I do hold several skulls um, in in an energetic level because these are templates of consciousness. Because for some crazy reason, my spirit thought it was a good idea. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, I digress. Getting back to the Merlin piece, the Emerald Order has been in custodianship of a very abstract nesting doll that creates that's part of creating this reality and coming full circle with all these cycles that order is is coming into our access again the frequency of that it's a guardianship of sacred consciousness sacred templates within us and to wake up to your merlin levels is to wake up to these kinds of capacities that you have inside of yourself okay everybody can have access to these templates but only a few people are here as template holders you see what i mean so being a merlin okay and there's different dimensional aspects of that right i mean the, that ladder just keeps going and going and going <laughs> so to be a merlin is to be a keeper of these keeper of these templates which means you have a responsibility to do the work to cultivate the skills that you need to cultivate in order for these templates to activate and become a living breathing reality inside of you so in some ways, it's really great because when you're doing your inner work, once you wake up to these different authorities, it's really powerful levels of clearing and very graceful, easy levels of clearing. The downside to that is that everything in your ego driver that, fault, that fights or isn't in alignment or anything in your ancestral stuff that's not in alignment with those, those templates to come online and integrate inside of you, that's your personal work that you got to do. That's a big, big, heavy, um, until it's not, of course, duty. Because on top of being in the agreement to be holders of these different templates of consciousness, we also chose to, to incarnate in a highly traumatized family. <laughs> right? So yeah, we thought that was a good idea. 
Now, of course, boots on the ground level, it's it's like, wow, that that's really intense. I can't believe I chose that. But here we are. Here we go. We just need to keep surrendering and letting go into what's happening in our moment and show up for it. And in that it alchemizes and we do the work. Um, dear sister Laurel, Laurel, please let me know if that is the mark you were thinking about with the, with the Merlin piece. All right. Uh, spirit bound Neo. Hello, darling. Um, realization link. Um, the protagonist from the legend of Zelda is a manifestation of the Emerald order. Wow. Oh yeah. Video games. Yeah. So video games have a lot of truth twisted demented stuff but also truth truth in it yes 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 my oldest daughter plays this other game um it is elder ring and oh my gosh is that video narrative intense holy moly it is chocked full of truths and twisted truths and reversals and inversions it's like oh my gosh so intense but I'm deeply grateful for watching um, her play. There was a, I can't remember. There's there's a character there that's like a real formal, formidable character, uh, a, a warrior um, woman with an arm thing. But I'm so glad that I got to watch that piece, her play that piece, because I had got majorly activated to the energies of the manifestation of the dark queen holy elden wing ring that's it thank you holy moly was that intense i'm still working through it actually because i'm i'm sitting there watching and, and she's talking about this explaining that and, and i'm listening to her and i'm just like I'm, I'm like overwhelmed with energy getting activated to the realization of this um creation of dark queen so it pretty much takes life force energy cosmic truth and completely turns it on its head upside down but what the reveal is is that it's showing patterns that are alive in our collective and deep very deep in our subconscious so in that way it's very activating and you know it's not for the faint of heart those some of those games some of those storylines they're really intense um <clears throat> So to talk more about the Emerald Order, let's go deeper into that because there's a lot more. There's a lot, lot more because the Emerald Order pretty much are um, their designated guardians of, sac of sacred cosmic consciousness um, in this realm, in this, in this time space reality, let's say. And there has been a power struggle going on. And there has been doors shut to consciousness where, you know, there's the, the Barbara Handcloud talks about a great quarantine. This is the Anunnaki reporting that there's a great quarantine put on the consciousness of this planet, which means no more gods were allowed to come. No more beings were allowed to come and present themselves as God. Okay. And that's, that's why a lot of visitations stopped from these different beings because that quarantine was put into place. Now, the exception was, was the highest, deepest truth of divine union. And that is why the being currently known now as Christ was such a big deal. His impact is still felt to this day was because he was manifested 
beyond the quarantine <laughs> and given birth into this world. Who did that? Sacred Cosmic Mother did that. Okay. So she is the ultimate authority when it comes to consciousness in these realms. And we have all these nesting dolls and certain nesting dolls we get cut off from for different choices, different experiences, all that stuff. And, you know, this full circle nature that we're coming to is realigning these nesting dolls because now and then we, we have access to it again. We have access to remembering who we truly are again, which is what this whole process is about. Remembering who we truly are as divine beings in a biosuit. That's what this DNA was originally gifted as. Okay. Now there's lots of different hybrids, lots of different DNA um, combinations going on. True. Very true. Some of us have Anunnaki DNA. Some of us don't, but when it comes to um, the spiritual reality and the spiritual truths, because we are all in this collective field, Pachamama, great mother, we have access to all of those DNA pieces. So the consciousness levels of them. And the Emerald Order is working to bring back all the different things that were taken offline in order to facilitate our disconnection from self. And so they're decoding that. They have lots of, lots of us, probably you guys are probably have agreements or a membership with the Emerald Order somewhere in deep in your subconscious. It's, li it's very likely. That's why we don't buy into the shenanigans a lot of other people buy into because there's something inside of us and our truth compass that says, yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> you know, it's just there, it's innate. So it is a full inundation of emerald consciousness that wakes up these pieces to ourselves. Emerald, the, um, the Merlin order is a part of that. The Sapphire order is a part of that. The um, reclamation of the violet flame is a part of that. Um, the distortions that, that happened with the great work that St. Germain did, that, you know, is also getting decoded. This is a part of what the Emerald Order is cleaning up. Okay, so there's there's lots of um, pieces that are getting cleaned up in these realms. It's not just us. We're doing our personal work, of course, but there's all these other beings participating as well. The elemental realm is doing lots of work. There's entire... There's legions upon legions of, of fey beings that are dedicated to cleaning up specific things, like cleaning up um, electro smog, cleaning up the waters, cleaning, um, nurturing uh, heartbreak, nurturing loss. You know, there are legions of fey beings that are doing that. They're dedicated to that. We just need to call on them for help. <laughs> That's all we need to do, call on them for help. And then we're going to have help with this work. Plant spirits, lots of plant spirits on board with helping us too. Because as we wake up to ourselves, these realms open up in our reality again and other beings get to experience themselves differently as well. So that's the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the elemental realm, you know. We, you know, we really are the um the, the keepers of the garden so to speak our the, the state of our consciousness is the keeper of this garden and this is what we're reclaiming our reality is all about all right 
so let me know how I did I do okay with breaking down the, the whole the role of the Emerald Order thing, the Merlin thing. For the rest of this year, it feels like we are diving into um, really getting clear on what's right for us as a collective. What's right? What what life, what lifestyle, what needs, you know, what truly is in alignment with our truth and what we want? What is truly needed for us to live in the truth of our soul? live the truth of our spirit. And, you know, a lot of encodements happened this year so far. The sun has been so active. There's been whew, encodements pouring into this realm, <laughs> pouring in. It's like tsunami of, of light codes coming in, coming in, coming in. And this rest of the year is where we get to take the time for ourselves to act for do further activation and integration of these encodements as we are ready to embody them. So remember everything that's happening is happening for us, but it's up to us to choose that relationship. Okay. It's up to us to choose that relationship. It's showing us something very important for that our spirit wants us to be aware of. Okay. It's showing us something very important that our spirit wants us to be aware of. And it, from my own experience, it takes time to get with that bigger pieces that your spirit wants you to be aware of. Cause there's all these ideas of things that we think are true that aren't really true. You know? All right. I'm going to pause here. Dear sister Felisa says on a, Baka, I witness the consciousness of innocence in newborns and facilitate through our hearts that they share who they are, why they came to earth, and what they are called to do. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, you know, the more time we can spend in that kind of pristine heart frequency, the more therapeutic it is for us. It's very helpful for us. It's helpful because it's a bandwidth that we can focus on that's important, that we feel is important and easy to do, and that is our children, right? The sacred heart of these kids. Because something that children do that maybe people don't realize is they call they call out the bigger part of you. They um, how do I say it? They challenge us to rise and become better people. And when we embrace that, we absolutely become better people, um, better better humans, better parents. You know, I, um, <clears throat> I'm excited for this next generation coming in because what I'm gathering, the observation that I'm gathering is that they will not tolerate crimes to their soul. They will not tolerate things that offend their soul. And that is the kind of wake up call we need as a collective to, to meet, you know, and this is where a lot, a lot more of those systems are going to fall down because there's just no tolerance for it. 
no tolerance whatsoever. All right, Spirit Neo says, my answer to you, if you had to explain the Emerald Order, is I'm, is I'm understanding. Oh, <laughs> okay, sorry, that took a second for me to register what you were saying. Okay, so we have all this light bombarding. There's all this ancestral stuff to, to come to pass to address all these old relationship patterns. Oh, that's the other piece. Relationship patterns. This is big, 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 big. Oh, there's going to be, there's, you know, there's a lot more breakup shakeups happening and there's a lot more unions coming, happening. And, um, and I find this part very interesting is the kind of unions that are happening. It's happening in many generations, not just, you know, my generation, but there's like a realization, there's a big search on what a true fruitful union is. And there is a collective understanding that most of us don't have a clue. It's like we can accept that most of us don't have a clue because we've been taught, <laughs> we've been taught by, you know, our ancestors and our, and our, a lot of our, you know, our ancestry has a lot of pain and trauma. So there is this courageous dive into discovering what a real, true, fruitful, spiritual connection is. And that is great news for us because the more that that happens, the more reinforming um, in the collective field happens, you know, once that gets locked in in a consciousness, I'll just use the term consciousness template, once the divine union inside that consciousness template gets anchored in and starts, you know, impacting how we build relationships, that is a tsunami that there's no stopping that. There's no stopping that kind of change. And that is great news. Um, so even though it's really hard right now and it's intense, just remember this too shall pass. Just continue to do your work. It might be more intense for you right now, or you might be called to different areas other people aren't called to because that is what your particular frequency, your, your purpose, this is what you're suited for. Now, the kind of levels that I go to are not going to be the levels you go to. The kind of levels that our dear Starshine over here goes to won't be the ones that we go to. But it's because we're equipped. We're perfectly designed. We're perfectly in resonance to address those levels in that way. So the more we do that, the more we support each other in this mass awakening, that, you know, the easier, I, uh, nah, the easier is not a good word, the more grace there will be in this process. Okay. The more grace there will be in this process. Um, yeah. So to tie it all together. I'm so glad that I was able to tie that together in the time that I had <laughs> with the Merlin thing and the Emerald Order. Our creation energies are abound. Okay. Our capacity to create is very powerful right now. So uh, my recommendation is to spend time focusing on what you really create, what you really want, regardless if it's realistic or not. Spend your time imagining that. Spend your time thinking about it, feeling it. Like, what is it that you really want? And just and let yourself take your actions in that direction. 
Whether they're the right actions or not doesn't matter. The, the point is, is that you're focusing in on that frequency. You're focusing in with that intent. And your creative, cosmic creative forces are so potent right now is that that will become a one foot in front of the other journey and you will make it. You will make it to where it is you want to go, even if you don't know how. Okay, this cause this cosmic force that's force that's being uh, revived inside of us is very very potent, more potent than we realize. So, how we spend our time, our focus, our bandwidth is is more important than ever now. Okay, so don't be afraid to ask for help when you need help. Don't be afraid to uh, sit and, you know, be at the whim of what your bio suit needs you to do. <laughs> Just let it happen. And there'll be a lot more grace and ease in this journey as we head towards the solstice. Um, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. That's always an important piece. You don't need to forgive other people. It's more about forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself, forgiving all the ways in which we bought into these shenanigans, you know, sufferings, all this stuff. It, it'll soften us and it'll open us up to other potentials that we don't realize are there, you know. All right, loves. <clears throat> exciting times, exciting times. Um, I want to invite you guys into, we have a wonderful program in the Light Body Academy called um, Dreamtime Healing Project. This is a uh, several tiered program where you learn to build a strong energy field. You learn how to relate to energetic data sets and you learn how to step into dream time in a way to awaken your ability of dreaming the world into being. We uh, work as a community and it's, it's a community based type project. So um, I encourage you guys to check that out. If this resonates with you, if you want to build a strong energy field and really retake, retake your reality of your, and retake your reality of your dream time and your ability to dream this world into being. Okay. And that's at lifebodyacademy.com dream time healing project. Thank you all so much for being here and being and listening. I really appreciate um, you guys presence and the space you hold and the different topics and pieces you bring up. Thank you so much for being here. I deeply appreciate you. Um, I guess this will be it for, for this week. Hang in there loves. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.